0: Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the couch. I'm excited to introduce our guest today. Tawny Fears. So I'm going to give an introduction about Tawny. Tawny Fears is the owner of a boutique communications firm known as the Tawny Logs LLC. She has handled writing and editing for clients such as acclaimed artists, Smuckers, AT&T, Kevin Bayard of the Tennessee Titans, WNBA players, the Atlanta Falcons, and Ambassador Andrew Young. Her extensive clientele list includes reaching four countries. Tawny Fears was recognized by the Atlanta Tribune as a rising businesswoman to watch. Complex Magazine also featured her company for Women's History Month. She has also been honored by Who's Who in Black Atlanta in 2017 and as a Who's Who in Black Atlanta Emergent Leader in 2018. She is a proud member of the Atlanta Black Chambers and leads communication efforts for their Women's League. Tawny has made an appearance on Atlanta's 1380 WAOK and two other radio stations, sharing her story and discussing business experiences. The National Black MBA Association has also utilized her expertise to give professionals next-level direction on resumes. Additionally, she has delivered the keynote address on several occasions for events and organizations. She is also the curator of the Resume and Networking Workshop. It is a program that enhances vital skill sets for students of all ages. The workshop has reached over 1,000 students in two states. One of her most valued roles is being a mentor and volunteering through various organizations. She is also an appointed officer and active in the young adult ministry at her church. Being successful is about helping others find their way too, Tondi Fears strongly believes. Wow, what an incredible introduction, resume, work you're doing. Congrats on everything and welcome to the couch, Ms. Tani Fears. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am
1: absolutely honored to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So let's dive in because we have so much to talk about. So today's topic, we are talking about career, taking that career to the next level specifically as it relates to women. Our audience, you know, we're aware we're speaking to women, professional women who have careers um, and are taking those careers to the next level. So I'm excited to dive into today's topic.
1: I am as well. Thank you.
0: Perfect. So to begin, tell us a little bit about the work you do, specifically as you work with with professionals trying to take their career to the next level or or even get that career. You know, it might be a, a recent graduate. Tell us about the work you do.
1: So I do, as you mentioned, work with college students, even high school students, young professionals, and established business women who are looking to move from where they are, of course, to the next level, which could mean a promotion. Mm. It could mean working for a new company. It could also mean starting your own company. I assist them with things such as resumes, biographies, Mm -hmm. and also content for their company, which could include social media, email blasts, or press releases. I find that a lot of very ambitious women still struggle with Mm self-doubt. So at times they are still not as comfortable with following through with the goals that they have, although they have They've created a list, they've created these goals, this vision board. They have these ideas, but sometimes because of maybe personal reasons, other times because they are particularly minority woman mm-hmm. in a powerful position, so they experience a lot of pushback. I actually had a call with someone Saturday morning about that. Mm-hmm. She works in a small town in New Jersey and she gets a lot of pushback on the position that she's in and the things that she's doing. But I spoke, I, I aim to speak life into her. And I do believe that I did beyond just helping her come up with ideas of how to move to the next level. We really had a a heart to heart, if you will. And I spoke life into her goals and who she is because she was put in the position that she was in for a reason beyond the money and the title she needs to be there because she has a passion for what she does. Wow. And I find with a lot of women in particular, they have a passion. They, they love being a teacher. They love running a company. Mm-hmm. They love being in a director position. But of course, like I stated, life and people and different things just make it harder for them to move forward. Beyond my services, I do. I try to tell people what I see in them mm-hmm. from reading their resume, from talking to them, from hearing their ideas. And I speak to them from that place of not just because you called me or email me to use my services, but because I really do see something in you mm-hmm. and I do my best to, to help them grow that part. A part of growing your business, a part of growing your company or your idea is growing your love and confidence in yourself. Right. I know we hear that all the time. I know right. you definitely help your clients with that, but it's critical. It's imperative. Yeah. When I can, when the, when the environment calls for it, I really do try to help them with that part.
0: Absolutely. No, that, that's great. And, and you said a lot of valuable things just now. I want to circle back to some of them. Um, one thing that I'm hearing you say is, you know, when working with these these women, they have the passion they have the skill and the competence but the confidence might be lacking or there there may be other bar- there might be other barriers getting in the way of them being able to take it to the next level and that is where you step in it sounds like you're the 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 resume whisperer as well <laughs>
1: i like that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah or even you know you take that person and kind of pull out of them what they maybe didn't know how to communicate and, and, and put it into a skill set. And I hear you say you work with, you know, high school folks graduating high school, college students and career professionals already, you know, in their career. Tell me for, at each level, tell me like what you would do with that high school student. Is it helping them get into college or write that essay or what would it be there?
1: With the high school students, I teach them with through my workshop and not just through the resume and networking workshop, but when I have family members or teachers contacting me to speak with students, I try to just give them certain skills or certain tips that they will need as they move forward. Mm -hmm. That includes understanding how a resume should look, Mm -hmm. knowing the importance of having references and referrals ready, Mm -hmm. so networking and building relationships even with older adults. Right. The importance of you use social media, of course, but LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Moving more so from the fun social media and a little bit more into the business side. Mm-hmm. Having a professional headshot, even being a young person, but having at least a short biography, which should be one paragraph. Mm-hmm. Just things that I know. No matter if they go to college, if they go into the army, mm-hmm. if they are starting a company. Or, you know, some already have companies, so they're growing their company. You still want to be prepared on the back end. Mm -hmm. And I find that, of course, with younger people, I don't expect them to apply everything that I tell them. My goal with the younger students is to plant the seed. Right. Then when I move into the younger professionals, so Mm -hmm. someone that may be in their early 20s, I encourage them to really start working on networking, finding their voice, in the industry that they are in without putting pressure on them to be at the top because it takes time, but learning how to find their voice in their niche and not doing something because of the money, because of their parents Mm -hmm. said, Oh, you should be this, but really figuring out what it is that they want to do with their lives. And I also of course, encourage them to have a strong resume. I encourage all professionals, to take notes all the time for your resume, meaning mm-hmm. when you get a new role or you're in a position temporarily, right. I know with COVID, a lot of us had to do more or right. different jobs, jot down everything. If, if you are moving back into your regular role because COVID is still here, of course, but things are opening back up and you right. may be back in the office or a building, I would encourage you to go back to 2020 and think about the things that you did that may not have been your normal duties. And also the things that you did that were your normal duties, but you may have did it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Jot down those things. If you did training that you normally don't do, Mm. if you were a project manager over a particular or special project, if you did webinars and you, you weren't doing those prior to COVID because the reason why I tell people to do that, you never know what you will need, but you know what you have done. And it's a lot harder to go back. We're getting a little older, so we don't remember everything like we used to. And you go back five years and you're like, well, I think I did this. I, I can't remember. So I just encourage people not moving from high school into the early years of being a professional to really do that. Because a lot of times they have a lot of skills that they're just not considering. Yep. Then for the more established professional, the same thing with the notes. But I also encourage them as well to make sure that they are showing results. Mm. I get a lot of resumes, see a lot of resumes and there's no results. You're not showing impact. I tell everyone your resume, you want to show that you're a leader. You want to show that you have impact. And you want to really display everything that you do as it relates to the position or role that you are seeking or the position or role that you are currently in that you want to stay in. A lot of times people leave off key information. They'll say, I trained employees. And uh, and I go back and help them, show them that you should say, you directed training. 20 employees mm. in these various departments. Now, when an employer looks at your resume, they understand that right. you can work across the board as opposed to just in your particular area. Because wow. sometimes people are really training people outside of their realm, so to speak. Right. But they have certain skills. They just may be a good teacher. Yeah. They may That's be right. the person that can read something and then teach it to someone else. Although they may not do it every day. Right. And a lot of times I notice that people doubt themselves because their resume isn't strong. Right. When they see a job, they're like, oh, I don't think I'm really qualified for it. But once I speak with them, I see that they're very qualified for yeah. it.
0: And what you did, that that reframe, it's it's all legit. It's true that I direct people and then say, you know, I've directed across this many, you know, departments. That is a nice reframe and it holds true. And it is, you know, the latter example is so powerful mm-hmm. and it speaks volumes and it's very appealing. No, that, that's, that sounds really key um, in helping folks with their resume. I also like what you said about real time, like really tracking what you're doing in real time, mm-hmm. because it is hard. We're not oftentimes the best historians. It is hard to go back and list everything <laughs> we've done. But if we do it in mm-hmm. real time and keep that running log, then it's easier to pull from. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And even with the information that you put in your notes, if you have or you need a biography, that makes it easier to pull information for that. Your job comes to you and they want to feature you for something. I hear so much people say, I don't like to talk about myself. Yes. Well, if you don't talk about yourself, (laughs) it's no one else will probably do it on the level that you could. Mm -hmm. And it's not bragging. We all work hard for something. Right. We all have the right to show that if you've been doing something for 10, 15 years, that you do it well and that you deserve the opportunities that you have coming.
0: Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely want to get into that a little bit more in today's episode about the whole talking about ourselves and, and, We'll talk more about that and maybe even some imposter syndrome. So in terms of resume, and I know you talked about this, tell me what are some key things that should be on a resume? And regardless of what stage you're at, or even if you, or let's say, you know, you are a professional with 20 years experience. So your resume maybe might be pretty long. So what are, even with that person or the person who has very limited experience, what should be on that resume? Very good
1: question. Because a lot of times I see that people are missing the key section for a resume mm-hmm. or they have outdated information. Mm-hmm. At the top of your resume, you always want a professional summary. It doesn't matter if you are if you are a student mm-hmm. or if you are a, an established professional. Mm-hmm. You do not want an objective. An objective uh-huh. says, I would like to do this. A professional summary says, this is why I can do this.
0: Wait a minute. I even Did you say, oh, wow. So this is new. So this shows how long it's been since I've done a resume. So no more objectives. Objectives are kind of obsolete. Don't do that. Professional summary.
1: Professional summary.
0: Even for a student,
1: I even encourage them in their professional summary. They can put honors and awards that they have. Uh, They can still show their strong skills that they see a job or school or internship as speaking. Yes. Professional summary for everyone. Everyone gets a professional summary.
0: All right. And X <laughs> out, we're going to cancel objective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's and remove that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So go, please go ahead. What else? What else on a resume?
1: Next year, we'll have a skills section. And I encourage people to stay away from very general skills, mm. like good written and oral skills, (laughs) stay away from that. We want to stay away from that. What we want to put in the skills section, I, I encourage people to look for one or two jobs that they want to pursue, and you will see, you know, exactly what they want there. Right. And the things that are applicable to you, you just go ahead and transfer that over to your resume. Oftentimes certain companies will be seeking, even Microsoft Office, while that may seem general, certain roles demand that so you want to make sure you go ahead and put that on there if that's what they are looking for absolutely and i also tell people take the jobs that you would like to apply for and put a check by things that you definitely can do maybe put a a dash by things that you do sometimes or somewhat maybe put a dash by things that you do sometimes or you can do on a certain level and then put an X by things that you know mm. you just, you don't do. Mm-hmm. Then it's easier for you to move that information over to your resume because people get overwhelmed with job searching. And I understand all these jobs, all these requirements, you feel pressure to have a job by a certain period. Right. You're unemployed. Sometimes people really want to leave a job. So they want to get a new job, but they're not really taking, slowing down and preparing themselves to look for the right job. You don't want to leave a bad job and go to a worse job. Right. That's no one's goal. Right. I encourage people to work on their resume before you need to, of course. Right. That's how you prevent yourself from having to really rush and take anything.
0: So when you were saying like the check and the dash and the X, so we're, we're essentially looking at the job description of the job that the person is seeking and then kind of transferring that. Like If you can do this based on that job description or qualifications, check it and then yes. transfer it somewhat to your resume. So yeah, that yes. sounds pretty, pretty doable. That sounds smart.
1: Yeah. And then the professional experience, like I said earlier, results. Try to answer the question well, how did that benefit the company? Mm. Who were you working with? How often did you partner with this vendor? Try to always read it or look at it as, would someone have a question? Am I leaving this too open-ended? I see. Of course, you can put some information that can build a discussion during the interview. However, I tell people all the time, all the time, think about it like this. A job will get a stack of resumes. They may spend 10 or 15 seconds on your resume. Right. You have to have the skills that they're looking. There's the applicant tracking system. You want to have the skills that they are seeking because if you are not dealing with a human in the first part of the Mm -hmm. job application process, the machine is only looking for certain things, certain words, certain Mm -hmm. terms. If you don't have any of those, you're automatically out. Let's say you do get past the first step. It's still very important that you have results there. So when you go to the interview, you can sell yourself then and explain how you increase revenue, right. how you save money, how you improve a certain program. Then you can talk more about yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: because your resume helped you to build to that point.
0: Absolutely. Nice. Okay. All right. So that's the professional experience. And then what would go next?
1: Usually your education, mm-hmm. with the education section, if you're not a recent graduate, if you, if you did not graduate five years ago, remove any dates from that section. It's not necessary. No dates under, I've seen people, oh. I know they mean well, but I'm like, yeah, that was a long time ago Did you graduate? let's just
0: take that off. Oh, okay. Hey, so, I feel
1: like, I graduated a long time ago, although it wasn't that long ago.
0: Right, right. So, somebody has. I received my BA from Michigan State University in 1979. Remove that 1979. Remove the 90s, and I get a lot of those. Like, there's nothing wrong. You are
1: older. You know your stuff. That's yeah. awesome. But we don't need that under the education. set.
0: why not? So we're why would go ahead that and remove? It.
1: Well, sometimes it can possibly hinder you because you don't want people to discriminate because of your age. Ah, that makes sense. The same way you do not want to put a picture on your resume mm. because an employer may look at it like, OK, Autumn has a very nice picture. However, if we don't hire her, she may say we didn't hire her because she was a black woman.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays I've seen some fancy resumes with <laughs> Almost like highlight reel, pictures, they're all in color. It looks like, it, it is like, wow. So, so is that like a no-no?
1: That's a no-no. The okay. resume should be simple. You want to keep it simple, neat and simple. I, okay. That's the best way I can put it. Colors, maybe at the top, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but really you don't even need color. Right. There are certain formats that we use in the industry. I work monthly with a career coaching company I've been with them for like five years. I've learned a lot more. They've helped me so, and they are all their formats or templates are pretty simple. Yeah, they're not that pretty, but they're strong. Sure, we don't we don't really care about pretty when it comes to your resume. But you make a very good point. A lot of people do think that that's what they need to have, right? Because that's probably just what they've seen. And I tell people, stay away from just Googling a resume mm. because you, you'll you find a million different resumes, right. but it may not necessarily be impactful.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So then stay away from dates from it on education or regarding education. Yes. And then what else?
1: Also, if you have current organization or volunteer experience, you can't put that on the resume. Just please make sure it's current.
0: Okay. (laughs) I I
1: tell people it's very good if you have volunteered, but you really want to have that type of information on your resume that's current. And then, of course, the organizations. If you are in organizations that relate to the work that you do, Mm -hmm. that's always good. Any type of business organization can go on there as well as community organizations because sometimes people are in executive roles with community organizations but it's still good to put it on there because it shows that they are still leading mm-hmm. that they, they are a leader in many different areas sure so you can always put that on there as well
0: what about that that woman who took a hiatus from working and was a stay-at-home mom and they maybe took a 5 to 8 year hiatus and you know with resumes sometimes you'll see people say you know tell me about the last 10 years of employment don't skip any years or whatever the case is yeah yeah. And what if they're feeling a little insecure about that gap in employment? What would you recommend they do in terms of their resume? That's a very good question. And I can
1: definitely understand why they, why they would have that, that doubt, if you will, because of the time that they have spent not working. One thing I would suggest they do, if they have been involved with their, with their children's school and mm-hmm. organization, and during that time, maybe they have been the president of the mm-hmm. PTA, Maybe they've been a president of a a youth organization. And you are still utilizing certain skills, meetings, possibly training, event management, Mm -hmm. to put that on there. Because although you haven't technically gone into a building and been working, but look at what you do in your church and at school Mm -hmm. for your children and any type of leadership roles. Mm -hmm. Actually, I would encourage stay at home mothers to still try to stay in some type of leadership role mm-hmm. outside of the home because mothers are leaders of the home. Right, right. right. <laughs> so outside of the home, I would still encourage you to do that because that could benefit you later. If it's Absolutely. a Girl Scout or like I said, PTA, mm-hmm. a youth association, then you can put that information on your resume because you were still working. Absolutely. And if you, were, if you are really helping a school or a company or an organization thrive, that's still very important.
0: You're right. And that skill set can transfer into out of the home employment. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. All right. Perfect. If the husband runs a company mm-hmm. and you may not technically be employed, but right. you do handle admin, project management, scheduling, right? You can include that on a resume because you, like I said, you're still working, you're still an asset to an, a company. Absolutely. I would consider. I would definitely encourage stay at home moms to consider, to consider adding that as well. And again, with the notes, same thing. Yep. Still take your notes on things that you are doing when you need to use, utilize a resume. You now have that information to move over instead of, instead of feeling like I haven't been working. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not equipped for this. You probably are because you still have been doing a lot of important things. Excellent point. Thank you. Excellent point.
0: Anything else on the resume? Review it often. Well, I wouldn't
1: say often. I don't want to make people think it's like a task they have to constantly do. You do want to review your resume at least twice a year. So, if you want to say top of the year when you're starting your vision board, maybe mid year, towards the end of the year, when you are deciding on any changes you want to make, review your resume. It's something that a lot of people don't think about, and I get it because it's a resume. You don't, you're you not walking around with it in a folder every day. Right. However, when you need it, it becomes the most important thing to have. Absolutely. So definitely try and review your resume at least twice a year. Perfect. Perfect.
0: All right. So... Great info about resumes. I want to talk a little bit now about networking and contacts and the whole follow-up because networking is important. What can or does networking look like?
1: Networking, as I tell the young people and and also young professionals, networking can be anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. You could be at a social event and make a connection with someone that could lead to a job opportunity, an internship, sponsorship, Mm-hmm. Money for an organization, a lot of different things. Uh, I find that some adults shy away from networking. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's similar to making fake friends for whatever reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Networking is a, can be a slow process, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's an instant connection that leads to a bigger opportunity. Also, let me add: I have networked plenty of times where it didn't benefit me directly. Mm-hmm. I ever was able to get my mentee, a friend, a loved one, or another business professional an opportunity because I realized they would be a good fit for someone that I knew. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to, to look at networking as as a big circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. It will come full circle eventually, but there are different parts that move it around to form that, this big circle and it may not always Like I said, an instant thing. Mm -hmm. Following up is key to networking. You do want to make sure that you show the person that it was important to meet them. First, show your appreciation for their time. And then also that you really are serious about networking with them. Mm -hmm. They may have people contact me and say, hey, well, I need this written. Or, hey, I have this event coming up. If you know any speakers, if you would like to speak, or if you know someone that's looking for a job, I have this opening all because I just sent the email or they sent me an email and I responded back mm-hmm. and just that quickly something happened. But like I said, it's not always fast, but it's always worth it. Absolutely. Networking has been the probably the biggest thing in my in my business career. And I don't go everywhere. I'm not at every event. I try to network smart. <laughs> and what I mean is I go to the events that I go to. I make sure I feel like it's something that I need. So every event that I have decided I need to be at for the most part has been fruitful in some form. Right. I don't want to just go to everything because it's Atlanta and there's always something going on.
0: Right. Absolutely. What do you tell that young professional, maybe that recent college grad who's trying to find that job? And maybe they run into seasoned professionals within their, their profession. And that professional says, hey, yeah, reach out to me. And the young college grad is like a little timid, shy, maybe like, OK, does that really mean reach out? Or is that kind of just what people say? What do I do with that? Reach out, <laughs> reach out.
1: <laughs> I will say this. I started off at college working in the music in- industry. I was timid. I was fairly shy until the young people that were like my age left. And I, it was basically me and the executives. that that was it. Yeah. I had to start going. I start, I had to start contacting the big company. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the photo shoot. I had to go to the events. And I found my own voice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell a young student or professional that it will be easy or comfortable in the beginning. But once right. you do it, you'll get used to it. So honestly, reach out. Yeah. And email is a little bit easier than like calling someone sure. or having a lunch meeting with like the president of Coca-Cola
0: mm-hmm.
1: by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little easier just to email them. And also, I will say this, a lot of people are busy, forgetful, and some people are rude. Yeah. (laughs) Some people are rude. Well, they they will give you their information and then they will they will not respond. Right. However, I would say reach out, maybe follow up within a week or two. And then at that point, you can stop Mm -hmm. because the right connections will be for you just like with anything else. Mm -hmm. Also, don't get discouraged if people don't respond back because... Although some people may not, someone will. And you just never know when you will be in the right place at the right time. And walk away with a job offer or walk away with a huge contact.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so we're, so whether they mean it or not, do your due diligence and follow up.
1: Absolutely. Always do your part. That's, that's just my thought process in any part of life. Mm-hmm. As long as I do my part and I am honest and genuine and I work hard at whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing, even if someone else drops the ball, I still have to do my part. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and it sounds like too, you know, the fear that some people have or feeling timid about stepping into a new realm is, isn't just for the new professional. Uh, this can also be the career professional, the 20-year career professional who's transitioning into a director yes. or a CEO or their own business. So I'm sure you yes. see even with them. There's a level, well, I guess I'll ask. Do you see fear showing up often with some of your, your clients who might be trying to transition into that next big role?
1: Yes. A lot of times people know they are capable, and that's why they are applying. Mm-hmm. That's why they are starting the company, but they are letting doubt defeat them, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually share a part of my story. I've mm-hmm. always been a writer always been a passion of mine since I was four years old Mm -hmm. I was being pushed by my father and a mentor Mm -hmm. to start my own company I was doubt I was killing my own thoughts yeah I was literally in my thoughts so much that I was like well maybe I'm not supposed to do this although I basically have done it my entire life right (laughs) right and even with my first my first client was Pierre Sheer, the gospel artist's first yeah. client ever. Mm-hmm. I did not even know how to write the press release. I did not have a computer at the time. I went home from work and wrote it on a sheet of paper. I Googled how to write a press release, printed that out, wrote it on a sheet of paper. I went back to work, typed it up. Mm-hmm. I sent it to my college best friend to read over it. She said it was good to send it. And I was still sitting there for probably a couple of hours scared to send it over. Right. I, I eventually did. And I was told that she was taking other samples. At that point, I was like, yep, I'm not getting it. Uh, I knew it. Yeah. And I got yeah. it. Wow. But <laughs> wow. It, it took, even after that, it took me a minute to get to the point where I got out of my own way. Right. I still get nervous now when I get big opportunities, but I think that's healthy. Yes. Because you always want to feel like, you always want to feel like you have a little challenge. Yes. Or you always want to feel like there's more to what it is that you're doing. When I have clients that are speaking defeat, I literally go through what I see they have already done or what I already know about them and remind them of their greatness. Right. However, as, as I'm sure you know, that's not always an instant thing right. for them to fix. Of course. But I still, I still want to plant that seed. Just like I had people plant their seed with me when I was doubting myself. Right. And they're saying, well, you, well, you're getting clients without promoting it yet. Right. Without promoting your company. But I'm still I was still in that space of, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this.
0: And and that sounds like the imposter syndrome. And, you know, it sounds yes. like, and, and, you know, for those who many folks have heard that term by now, but, you know, overall yeah. imposter syndrome is a loose definition, just doubting yourself, your abilities, feeling like a fraud, maybe feeling like oh, I'm not supposed to be in this space. How did I get in the room? Just a lot of self-doubt and questioning. It often or can happen, especially as you're trying to get to that next level um, or as great things yeah. are happening for you. So even with, you know, the, what you mentioned with um, Kiara Sheard, so even as you mentioned with Kiara Sheard, you know, a known gospel artist, you may not have had that, your business may not have been fully in effect exactly where you want it to to be large corner office, Mm -hmm. assistance, this and that and the other, Mm -hmm. yet you were still doing major things. And sometimes we think that, oh, I have to look the part or do this or do that or go get this before I can go out and start my dream. You didn't wait to have all that in place before you started doing the work. You had the passion and determination and work ethic and you got the work done.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's a process. Like I think that's just the best way to to. Describe it. And I know we were talking before the interview. One thing Mm -hmm. I want to say to young professionals in particular, take your time. Right. Take your time and figure out what it is that makes you happy. Money comes when you do what you love. Mm -hmm. Money comes when you're passionate about helping people. For me, I feel like I am blessed because I, I help people and I give that back to God. Mm-hmm. basically stating I want to help people right. help me to help people right I just feel like with a lot of young people and even people our age which people could still consider us young yeah right? I get. I take think it. that the, right I, I always say okay yeah <laughs> but I think the the be your be a boss and yes oh you need to have three companies and 10 sources of income oh take my that goodness
0: time. yeah
1: take your time. I haven't done everything exactly how I envisioned, but I have one degree that I was able to pay off. Mm-hmm. One of my goals, I found is to be debt-free and I'm almost there. It's like my path is my path and I'm happy with my progress, but it takes time and I had to take my time. Right. And not trying to, like you were saying, just do things based on what you see or oh, well, I need to have this type of car when I go to the event. Right. Or I need to have, I need to only shop here and dress like this when I present my company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Find, find an inexpensive photographer and get pictures done. Right. P- barter services. People have done that for me. That's how I got my logo. I didn't ask the gentleman, mm-hmm. but he offered it to me. I did his biography. He now works for Spanx and other large companies. Right, right. but. Doors will open and people will help you. I really feel if you just stay on the path that you're supposed to be on. So that's one of the biggest things I would definitely encourage young professionals to do. When you are getting your resume together and you're looking at these jobs, still take your time. And even Absolutely. for someone who's established and you're looking to make a change, take your time. Yeah. Because sometimes we make life a little harder than it has to be.
0: I agree. <laughs> and you know, you're right. You know, we were talking beforehand. For me, it's somewhat disheartening to see, you know, talking to a 22, 23, 24 year old who is feeling discouraged or disappointed in themselves because they haven't started a business yet. And I'm like, right. whoa, when did that become the standard of life? But, like, and they're like, you know, I just want to be an entrepreneur and I'm post- you know, a boss and this and that. Hashtag boss lady. And and like, where did that come from? Who said that had to be the standard? How did we get there? And I mean, I I, I kind of yeah. know how social media is one aspect. Social um, media. Yeah. yeah. So it really, I think people believe they have to become this thing or look like this thing, or or mm-hmm. be my own boss. Or I hear oftentimes people say. You know, I'm working on my brand, or my brand. My brand is this. I have my own brand. Everyone needs a brand. <laughs> what is? What does that even mean? What are we branding like? A brand for what? So, so, and I'm not sure. I don't know if you even have a legit answer for that. But, but, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> here, I still feel like you.
1: A lot of it is just pressure. Yeah, you can build your brand just as a human being, right? That is just a nice person that works hard. I mean, honestly, you can start there. And then once you start a company, people already believe in you because of the type of person that you are. Right. Honestly, that's what worked in my favor. Yes. I started out working in the music industry and I really just kept a good reputation. Right. And when I started my company, I had people who had never seen my writing that were like, well, I'm going to use you for this artist. Right. And I'm like, okay. And it's literally, and to this day, some of those same people still use me. Yes. Honestly, it's just, too, like you said, it's too, it's too much pressure. I, I don't know how I would feel if I was 21 right now. I agree. I agree. On social media, finishing school, I would probably feel not good enough. Yeah. Because I, I did go through that period of watching friends and family members reach certain goals before me, but I was happy for them mm-hmm. because I always understood that my path was my path. Right. But with social media outside we had Facebook then, but outside of Facebook, if we had all these sites right. and all this visual simulation of how great you're supposed to be, right? Uh, I don't know how how that would have impacted
0: me. Yeah. It it definitely would have been a lot. And I like what you were saying too, just about, you know, the work or you you getting work just based on, you know, people knowing you for your work ethic, I think that Mm. that is extremely important. And that kind of goes back to networking also, where, you know, I've Mm -hmm. heard many people say that people refer to who they know. So it is important. Networking is essentially building relationships. And like you said, it's not having to make fake friends. It is going in and building relationships and really genuinely trying to get to know individuals and, and asking the question, how can I help you? I read something before and I thought it was pretty cool. The three cups of tea, having Mm. three cups of tea with someone before you ask them for anything, just Mm. even from a business perspective. Yeah. So, and that Mm. three cups of tea might look like, hey, I'm such and such. I, you know, I really would like to get to know you or, hey, let's go meet for coffee and just talk about what we do. And then, or the third might be, Hey, let's just do maybe a phone chat. I'm really interested in the work yeah. you do and did it, you know, really getting to know that person before asking them for anything. So I thought no, that I was really, really, like cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Yeah, the three things. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so the whole networking piece and getting to know each other, people, People refer to who they know, not because you have the mm-hmm. most beautiful logo or the prettiest mm-hmm. office or the best pair of mm-hmm. shoes or the greatest social media <laughs> yeah. profile. They're they're looking mm-hmm. at the work. So I think that's important for, for especially young folks to understand as well.
1: Yes, the majority of my clients come from referrals. So I yeah. definitely can vouch for that. While I do utilize social media and share reviews and things of that nature, it's really referral. So even without social media, I think that I would still be okay right. because I still have people contacting me and sending me
0: new business or even coming
1: back after they send me new right, clients. right,
0: absolutely. So with imposter syndrome, and and you see that showing up with clients, um, what what might that look like with the actual client you're working with who might be trying to go to the next level in their career? How, what is their imposter syndrome? look like and how might you try to help redirect that
1: sometimes i'm finding that they are comparing themselves to mm, coworkers workers or right. other people that they know in similar fields or here we go again social media sure yeah they're looking at someone who's in marketing in dallas mm-hmm. has this follow this amount of followers and has speaking engagements here and there mm-hmm. and sometimes again like i said when I do talk to clients and they share a little bit more personal information, at times it's, well, I'm going through a divorce or my children or my mother's sick, but I really want to go apply for this role. Right. So life is happening to them and it's making them doubt sure. what they know they can do. Or sometimes I've had people say, well... I've been told to apply for the job, but I just don't think I should. Mm. Well, you, I can tell they think they should because they contacted me to help. Exactly. Them, but, <laughs> however, they're still in the back of their mind, I don't deserve this accomplishment. I don't deserve this next step. Mm-hmm. I, again, try to just talk to them, hear where they're coming from, but look at what they've accomplished. And like I said, look at their resume because a lot of times it's not strong enough When they get a stronger resume, I have seen that basically build their confidence. Absolutely. Because I'm not putting information there that's not true. Right. But I'm putting information there that you didn't have, Mm -hmm. that you needed there. And I'm showing them how much they really can do by making it look better because they are better than the document that they have.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's somewhat multi-layered in, in approaching the whole imposter syndrome piece. So, you know, on your end or, or when they come in in my office or, or, or come on the couch, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, we'll get into the imposter syndrome part. But, you know, we'll also look at the tangible like, well, you know, just just the low hanging fruit. Is your resume mm-hmm. up to par? Do you have everything mm-hmm. going there? All right, do you feel yeah. competent? Like, can you do the mm-hmm. job? And it sounds like that's where you help, ta- you know, help them tackle that piece to make sure they are up to par and can walk in feeling confident. And then, you know, with with the other piece, that emotional piece of imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. we definitely look at some of the core beliefs they have. Core beliefs are those things ingrained in us by others or ingrained in us by ourselves, which could be I'm I'm never enough. You know, when we mm-hmm. have those core beliefs, we we see the world through those core beliefs, which might then be showing up. In our career or, you know, hence the imposter syndrome. So we definitely try to work Mm -hmm. with that. But it is it is kind of twofold. You know, we want to look at both aspects. Are you actually ready, you know, legit ready? And also let's look at the emotional core beliefs. What are you telling yourself? And I like what you said earlier, too, um, when you mentioned that, you know, feeling nervous is okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have to be unnervous you know, or mm-hmm. have no nerve, no nerves in order to do mm-hmm. something. Um, a little anxiety can actually be helpful because it makes us make sure we are dotting our eyes and crossing our teeth. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. So a little, little, some nerves or a little anxiety can actually benefit us—not um, anxiety and overdrive, but but a little bit, which is really normal, can make sure we're, we're we're doing it right.
1: Absolutely, definitely. And I just encourage everyone that's listening, like you said, just. Plan as much as you can. Prepare as much as you can. But also, you made a good point. Be honest about where you are. Mm-hmm. Some things, it's, it's not time for. Right, right. You may not be able to jump from step one, step four, even in the, um, the different roles at a company. Right. So I, first things first, be honest with yourself. Look right. at where you are. That's why I said about printing out the, the job. Just because you don't have everything that a job is asking for, it does not mean you aren't worthy. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes there are steps in between that you just have to take, depending on what it is that you want to do. Absolutely.
0: Are there any general tips for the young woman professional that you would give? You've given so many great tips already. So is there anything (laughs) additional that you would want to say?
1: I would just encourage a a young woman to research, Mm -hmm. to not, like I said earlier, don't feel stuck where you are or feel like you have to take a certain path. Sometimes with research, you can really find out there are a lot of different other avenues that you could possibly take.
0: Mm.
1: I would definitely encourage her to constantly read and research. Even go to events that may not necessarily be quote unquote her Mm thing. Step out of your comfort zone just a little bit, even with going to different events because you could go to an event and be encouraged to do something that you never thought about doing just because you're not at, an event that's just typical thing that you're used to being around. Mm -hmm. Also, your circle. Of course, you're in a circle. We're all cautious and careful with that. But when it comes to your business circle, try to meet people in different walks of life, different age groups, Mm -hmm. different giants. You guys may have totally different positions, but you still may be able to help each other and connect on a different level. Don't be afraid as a young woman to expand. The people that you interact with it may even be male men right. in that business it may not be a, a black person if you're right. black or a white person if you're white it could be right. the total opposite but you never know mm-hmm. the benefit of knowing people working in the music industry I met a lot of men that were very helpful to me mm-hmm. that normally you know in passing I may never really talk to them right. but out of respect for what we do, we've always been able to help each other. Of course, you you know, like I said, you want to be careful with anyone that you bring into your life, business mm-hmm. or personal. But don't go into it being so skeptical, if you will, mm-hmm. and always thinking that people have ulterior motives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Be open until you know that you need to close a certain door, which is fine too. But those are definitely things I would tell a young professional to to slowly start working on it. Like I yeah. said, take your time with everything, but just put, keep that in your mind. And when you see a certain type of event, let's just say you're in education, mm-hmm. but there's just a business event that someone tells you about, go to it. Yeah, Because you as an educator could possibly help them train or educate the people in the field that they're in. Or you could just have a good working relationship where you guys can help you can help your students possibly get jobs later in the future because you Mm -hmm. went to this event and connected with a business owner. You just never
0: know. Absolutely. Really good points. Good tips. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And how important, um, I know we're wrapping up here, but that just brought me to a a couple of more questions. This is really good content. How important is a mentor, having a mentor? I find
1: that having mentors critical. Mm -hmm. My mentor was the person who But my first mentor is my father. He was the person who encouraged me to start my company. My next mentor, who at the time was doing marketing for, for Pepsi, who I met at working at DCP, working in the office. I didn't think we would connect. She's older than me. She knew my bosses. So she's sitting at the table with the big shots and I'm just starting off. But she took me in and she was the one that encouraged me to come up with a name for my company.
0: Mm.
1: Mentors are, their friends, they're there for business insight and they're also good for accountability. Nice. Because sometimes our friends or even our, our business professionals, they may not push us as much as they should or could. I'm, I'm not going to say should, because sometimes it's just not their role to do that. Right, right. Or, but or sometimes it's not received well depending on who is doing the pushing. Very true. <laughs> yep. But with a mentor, the accountability I found from that mentors give is critical. Okay. Because you can be doing well, but you still need somebody to to help you see what you may need to still work on. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you had someone when you worked at DTP and Disturbing the Peace record label, you had someone there that was helpful and critical for you and your progress.
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. When I was first starting my company, she definitely, I also met someone else, same, same building, same Mm -hmm. people coming in and out of the building. Similar concept. She took me in. She was very encouraging. She recently used me. Actually, both, both of my mentors used me in 2020. So that relationship has been going on since, what, like 2007, 2008. And also, although, excuse me, there are gaps sometimes with, you know, the time we may speak. Yeah. They're always there for me. But my path would have been different without them. My mentors have definitely been blessed. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Final question, I guess, and unless I have another one. <laughs> is there, final question into my next final question. Uh, is there any recommendation you have for young professionals, especially in terms of, you know, with their resume, how long they want to stay on a job? Because um, some folks are like, oh, I've hmm. been here three months. I can't do it. I got to go. But what does that look like? On a resume for your career, is there any guideline that they should try to follow of how long they want to be at a place of employment? And I get if something is toxic or, you know, you're not getting paid, Mm -hmm. right? Or something, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But just in general, is there like a general rule of thumb?
1: That's a good question. I've never been told of a general rule of thumb, but I will say, yeah, it doesn't look that great when in the last five years you've had seven jobs. Right, right. As much as you can, as much as possible, especially if you're like me, I started working a real job, if you will, at the college in the music industry. And then I started my company three years after that. If you have something else going on, a side hustle, you're starting your own company, stay at your job if you can. I have a few reasons for that. Mm -hmm. The stability, I know everyone wants to work for themselves, but I think 2020 really reminded us how important it is to have stable income and good benefits. Right. Also, there are a lot of skills you would get from working for someone else Mm -hmm. that people, I'm not going to say they overlook it, but it's like everyone wants to be a boss, but you have to learn how to be a boss. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't like your boss, there's still some things to learn from that. Even the bosses that I consider good, the ones I consider not so great, I still learn good things from all of them. Absolutely. And that's the best way to figure out the type of boss or business person that you want to be. Absolutely, I look at my years of working in the music industry. That built me up so many ways to be a thriving professional or a professional that's continuously working to be better. But a professional that is continuously also advancing. So, you know, I have to give myself some credit. I am still advancing. Mm-hmm. A lot of it came from me learning how to work with people, run, be behind the scenes. But at certain times, they had me running certain projects,
0: mm-hmm.
1: monitoring the interns, like I interviewing people. Interviewing interns helped me to now be able to help people get jobs. I way. never knew that it was going to lead there. Even when I started writing, I, would, I, I wasn't doing resumes. Right. But they had me doing interviews. So I learned that part about it before I started doing resumes.
0: Yeah, really good point. I think you're right. We can learn from every supervisor, boss we have, um, whether yes. they're great or mm-hmm. not. Yeah I I, yeah, I I, do believe that in order to be a great leader, we have to be a great follower. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, no one, you know, we're not just born a boss, I think it's an evolution. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely, perfect. Well, this has been so informative. Mm-hmm. Great education, great knowledge shared. Thank you for giving us all that that wisdom, Tani. I really, really mm-hmm. appreciate you being here. Please let everyone know where they can find you. I'm um, and learn more about the work you do.
1: Sure. If you are on Facebook, you can find me at the T H E T-A-W-N-I Logs, l o g u e s. Also, the website is thetawnilogs.com. If you're on Instagram, you can hashtag the thetawnilogs and you will find reviews, clients, and other information. All of those places will have different types of information. And also, you can get quotes and prices for services as well.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has truly been a treat. Thank you for the work you're doing and especially uh, all the volunteer work you're doing in the community. That's really beautiful to see.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the couch today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode on all of your social media platforms. If you are in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.